Welcome to the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. In this episode of the Classroom Coliseum, I'm sitting with a longtime Goshen resident that many people would know because of her longtime experience working in the Parks and Rec Department, running the summer camp program, or being a part of it for a very long time, from being a CIT and a counselor and everything else. But now, Amanda Ortiz was hired this year at Goshen Middle School, C.J. Hooker Middle School, as an AIS teacher in the English department. So I'm happy to have Amanda here today to talk with her. And uh, fun fact, she was also my former student. So I love that. And Amanda, before we jump right in, I'm curious, you're working here at C.J. Hooker Middle School and you, you have spent some time at Goshen High School as a professional as well. But now that you're an adult looking around the school district, how many teachers that work here were your teachers? That's that's funny. That's a funny question. I think about that a lot. There's a lot of teachers here that were my teachers or teaching while I was here. And it's funny watching the shift of going from being their student to now being their coworkers. It's it's interesting calling them by their first name will never, <laughs> ever get easy. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, we want to get into some of the nuts and bolts uh, uh, and learn more about you and your story. But I just think that that's interesting about Goshen, about how um, people want to come back and work here. Uh, you had some other jobs. You were excited to come back here too. And uh, I think that that's pretty cool. There's many Goshen residents that have come back, graduated through and come back through um, to work in Goshen schools, which I think is, is a huge testament to what this district means to people. And um, you can speak about that if you'd like, but I, I'm just in, in, I'm an outsider. I didn't, I didn't grow up here uh, and it's become home for me. So I think that's pretty neat to see how people keep coming back home to Goshen. Yeah, it's a great community. Um, I've been involved in it, like you said, for a long time, but the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Um, as when you're young, it's hard to appreciate such a small town. But as I grew older, I can. There's a sense of a strong sense of community, but uh, it's almost like a family. Everybody wants to help each other, and specifically in the schools, it's it's really a phenomenal experience. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. And you have a long um, history through your education and through things that have happened since Goshen Schools for you before coming back. So talk about sort of your pathway here to being an English person, to being an English teacher, to uh, to. How, tell us how you got here, where, where you've been. Okay, so I have wanted to be a teacher my whole life. But, um, you know, through high school, I swayed back and forth between different options. But I had one teacher, Kristen Green, who drove the point home for me. And I was like, I want to do what she does. Nice. I want to be an English teacher. So I did my first two semesters at OCK, and I took as many education classes as they would let me. And then I went to Dominican College and finished up my bachelor's degree there. And that was an awesome experience. It was I got to student teach at the high school and the middle school here, which it's funny coming back here. Uh, yeah. I when I started, I wasn't sure that I'd love middle school as much as I do, mm. and I certainly prefer it to the high school in retrospect. You know, I had the same experience in, in my student teaching, and I ended up with a split career. But I, I said when I got out of my undergrad, I said middle school might be it for me, and it was it was a blast. I taught here for I don't know eight or ten years, something like that. But that's awesome. Yeah, the middle school is so funny. They're like uh, the rough draft of their adult selves. Oh, that's a funny way to think about it. Yeah, for they're sure. getting there. They're starting to develop some permanent personality traits. Definitely. But they'll refine them as they go on. Yeah, the humor starts to change. Yeah. They get a little witty. They can understand some sarcasm, things like that too, right? Where younger kids can't and older kids might be a little too much in some of that way. Exactly, yeah. Nothing goes past these kids. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, you're you're teaching AIS, academic intervention, in the English field. So reading and writing skills with kids. Yes. Talk about what that looks like here. Um, so we work on like the foundational skills. So reading, writing, critical thinking, 
Uh, and we really hone in on those so that when they're in their core ELA classes, they can perform at the grade level they're at. Sure. So uh, we look at uh, simpler text so that they're ready to look at more complicated text. We break down how to analyze a more simple text. Yeah. And then we move into the more complicated text in their core classes. So this is really just to prepare them for what's to come. And so you're, you're, you're working with small groups of kids most of the time, right? Yes. And how do they get in your program? Is there an assessment or what do we look at to get them there? So we look at a couple of different things to come into the AIS program. There is a teacher recommendation. The okay. teacher has to recommend that the student be in here. Um, we look at their MAP scores and then their schools, uh, like their actual grades. Okay. So there's a couple different components that go into it. Not everybody is happy to be in the program. Sure. But I think that it's a really beneficial program. And when I look back at my academic career, I definitely would have benefited from being in an AIS program. It's it's like a free tutoring service. It's right. it's really, really, really a great program. And so we look at those metrics to get them in. Is there, is there a path, if kids don't want to be there perhaps for intervention, is there a path out as well? Can they sort of achieve their way out? Yes. So you don't have to stay in AIS forever. Fret not. Um, <laughs> it's a there, good tip. There is a way to get out. Um, if your grades improve, your maps tests improve, and another teacher recommendation, there's definitely a way out. But we Try to keep you in for the full year just sure. because if we can see a difference, that means the program is working. Right. So we'd like to keep you for the full year just to get you exactly where you need to be and then set you on your way. That's awesome. And um, probably very rewarding when you see those things happen. It's, yes. it's not about the number grade on the report card, perhaps, but more about their progress and their growth. And uh, um, especially at this age level, middle school, that sounds like you can really identify that and see that and track it. Yeah, uh, I use the portfolio grading style, not everybody's favorite. <laughs> but even now, looking back at the benchmarks from the beginning of the year or their beginning of the year work, you can see such progress in their writing and the way that they answer questions, the way that they speak to each other. It's we're really working a lot on the different forms of communication and you can see how far they've come. And that is really, really rewarding to see. I think it's really great that you're, you're doing those programs and, uh, and working with kids. Now, how many of them did you know, or kids knew you before coming in because of your work in the parks, in the parks and rec department? There are a few that have had me as their camp counselor or their <laughs> director. And, uh, at first I was nervous for the sure. kind of uh, dynamic that that would provide uh, at camp. They call me by my first name. So I was worried. Right. I was worried about that. I was worried about them. I'm a little bit sillier at camp. Uh, so I was, I was very worried, but there's a couple of them that remember me and they also remember the more strict side of me. So that actually worked out in my favor. They know that when it's time for business, it's time for business. To drop the hammer case. sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> the summer camp hammer. <laughs> I'm sure. No, that's a great program too. And, uh, I can tell by your resume, by that being part of your life that you really love working with young people. And I, I value that as an educator too. And, and a parent sending my kid to school with teachers that love kids. I think that's really great. And I admire that about you. Thank you. Um, I think that that's one of the most important things. If you're going to be a teacher, you have to like kids. Um, and I really do. I think that they're so funny. I think that they offer a lot for us to learn from as adults. And they remind me just to not take everything so seriously. Just they... They keep me level. I really like being around kids. I think it's awesome. That's great. Now, you have some other things that you do in the middle school. Yes. Talk about some of those things. So we just started uh, the mock trial team. So That's not just a high school program. Yeah, so we started in the middle school. We won't be competing because there's not a lot of other middle schools that compete, but we are doing our, uh, we took a case and we are starting to look into it. We're breaking it down. And then eventually I have enough kids that I can break them into sides and we'll do our own trial. And luckily I have a friend that's a lawyer that has volunteered to help us. So nice. she's uh, Miss Emily Shapiro will be coming up to help us. And then 
I got really, really lucky through my connections at the park department. I have a judge that is willing to sit in with us and listen to the case and see which side wins. So the kids are really, really excited. It's That's great. a fun program and it's a good way to get them ready for the high school mock trial program because I did that in high school and it's, it's pretty rigorous. Um, they are moving through stuff really quickly. Uh, it's higher level. So I think this is a good way to expose them to like the jargon and mm. just the kind of flow of how that program works and get them ready to be in a more serious version of it. That's great. And, um, is it an after-school program? Yes. All right. How many how many times a week do you meet? We meet two times a week. We meet on Mondays and Fridays. That's a big commitment. That's awesome. Yeah. It's. Uh, From, I was just talking to Miss Cavanero about that. I like to bite off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it's certainly setting a mark in the school um, for a program that we didn't have before in the middle school. So that, thank you for bringing that here. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. That's so cool. Now, it's not on the list of, of questions that we, we pre- prepped for, but um, you're an English person. So it strikes me to think about um, what type of literature do you love reading personally? Maybe not professionally. We have work things to do, but personally, what, what gets you excited? Um, I This is <laughs> going to sound so nerdy. I really like reading biographies. Um, I like to, I think that people's lives tell a story, obviously. And even if it's somebody not famous, I like to take a walk down memory lane in somebody else's shoes. It's really nice. Um mm. I like to learn about other people's lives. It provides perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like learning through somebody else's experiences. They go through things that I haven't gone through, but I can still learn from them. And that's what I like about reading. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can transport yourself to somewhere else and learn a lot. Exactly. That's cool. Um, when you go home at the end of a day and you talk to your loved ones or your friends or your family or whoever it is, um, when you say today was a good day at work, is there a good day that you think about? Um, A good day can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't always look like uh, the lesson landed. I have days where they don't land and it's still a good day. Um, A good day for me looks like a day where I was able to connect with my students in a positive way. We were able to learn from each other. I like, I think of it as like a, uh, a two part thing. They learn from me, obviously, but I learn from them. I learn a lot from the work that we do together and I learn about how to be a better teacher, what I could do differently. So a good day for me looks like both of us learning and positive connections all the way through. That's really cool that you said both of us learning because I think that we learn a lot at uh, working with kids. They can teach us tremendous amount of things. And um, I appreciate that. That's a really nice thing. If you have advice, if your students were listening or other students at the middle school, what is one piece of advice that you could give to students who might listen to your podcast? Oh, geez, I'm full of advice, but (laughs) I think my biggest piece of advice would just be breathe. Just take a deep breath and um, know what's coming you're ready for. And even if it feels like you're not, you're going to be able to take it one step at a time. Just take a deep breath and remember to keep going forward. It's very zen. I like it. (laughs) Very uh, calming and and, and easy, no stress. Yeah, I try to keep it very light, especially um, school can be really stressful for kids. So I try to remind them that it doesn't have to be like this big crazy thing. It's supposed to be a positive experience to help you grow as a person. It's not supposed to be super stressful and I got to write down notes and I got seven tests tomorrow. It Mm -hmm. doesn't all have to be like that. As long as you take it one step at a time, you'll be ready for whatever's coming. And for many of us adults, middle school isn't necessarily our favorite time of life as we look back, but certainly some good memories that that can be created here and good friends and stories that can last a lifetime. So definitely it seems like a great fit for you and I'm glad you're here, Amanda. Thank you very much. I'm I'm really, really happy to be here. Well, Amanda, uh, Miss Ortiz, thank you for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum. Thank you for having me. Thank you for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum. 
the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Through collaboration, innovation, and a commitment to excellence, we are building the foundation for a brighter tomorrow. Thank you for being a vital part of our mission to elevate, educate, and empower the learners of today and the leaders of tomorrow.